I want you to lift up your hands. I want you to thank God for the gift of Jesus Christ. Thank God for God sending Jesus to the world. And he came as a baby. And then grew. And then lived among us. The world becoming flesh. Father, we thank you for such a sacrificial love. Thank you, Jesus, for the sacrificial love. Living all your glory. And coming because of us. Father, we thank you, we honor you. All the glory, all the honor to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray for those of our members that have traveled. Some of them are on their way currently. We're going to pray. We're going to declare that they will be ambassadors wherever they are in the name of Jesus. We're going to thank God for safe journey. We're going to thank God for God's speed. Open your mouth and pray for them. Declare God's speed. Thank God for God's speed for them. Thank you, Father. Thank you because they will be ambassadors. They will carry the gospel to wherever they are in the name of Jesus. You will use them mightily in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. We'll give you praise in Jesus' precious name. We prayed. It's a beautiful day, the day that we celebrate the Lord Jesus. And you look at it, many of us used, we think that the sacrificial love of God is revealed on the cross. No, it all started with God Himself becoming a baby. Living all glory. Living all the honor in heaven. And then coming as a baby. It would have been different if the Lord came as an adult. He wouldn't need to go through all the risk of being a baby. It's a lot of risk being a baby. I don't know if you have been around babies playing. And then you see them running as if they're going to fall. And then your heart is doing like this. Boom, 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 boom. So there, there are several risks. And yet, Jesus, the Son of God, came as that little baby. So the whole sacrifice is not just about the cross. We must see the sacrificial love of Jesus the sacrificial love of God at his birth and that's why today we really celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ and we are forever 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 grateful to God grateful to the Son and grateful to the Holy Spirit now if you believe that come on shout a big hallelujah to the Lord amen Now, before I continue, um, I have a very special person here, my mother-in-law. She's here. <laughs> so, 
has come to celebrate the Christmas with us here in Destiny Life Christian Center and to celebrate the grace of God in this assembly. She is an assistant pastor with the redeemed Christian Church of God. My father's house, parish at Magodo. With Holy Ghost joy, let's celebrate this woman of God. Listen. Hallelujah. Pastor Mrs. Monisola Amudat Gokwola. <laughs> let's celebrate her. Thank you, ma. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, let's proceed. Glory to God. Now, during the week, having a nice time with the Lord, and the word of the Lord came to me. And I quote, he said, I want you to praise me like an army into the new year. Now you need to go and then begin to study how you praise God like an army. Now of course it means everybody is involved. It is not just about the choir, the people leading us. The praise leaders. It means every one of us. Now we come. In a new dimension. To praise the king of kings. The lord of lords. So that's why. This year's crossover. Is going to be different. Because. I understood immediately when he said. We are going to praise him into the new year. Usually, we used to pray into the new year. But this time around, we are going to praise him into the new year. Hallelujah. We are going to praise him. We are not going to say happy new year at the dot of 12 midnight. No. What is going to be on our lips? Is the voice of praises. The voice of thanksgiving. And you know what? Go and get your tambourines. Go and get your whistles. <laughs> Go and get your shakeres. Hallelujah. Get them ready. Get them ready. If you can't find, because some of them have traveled, call someone. I'm sure there is a place where you can get it. Yes, get it. Everyone, come with your tambourine. Come with your shakere. Come with your whistles. Hallelujah. We are going to make a great sound to the King of Kings. He said, I want you to praise me like an army into the new year. So, of course, that changes the, the, the program. The crossover program completely changes everything the way it is. It changes it. 
And then another thing the Lord said to do. I know you started writing your goals, what you want done in 2023. If you haven't, you still have time to sit down with the Lord. And the last Sunday, I taught on how you get that done, right? So you can go listen to that message again, and then you sit down with the Holy Spirit, and then begin to see into the future, begin to see 2023, and then begin to write down. Because you need to partner with the Lord to bring to pass his plan and his purpose for you in the year 2023. You're going to write them down. And you're going to make a copy. You're going to have one copy. And then as you are coming for the cross overnight, and then which is happening next Saturday, this coming Saturday, right? It's Saturday into Sunday. Amen. So that's why on Sunday morning, because we're already going to have our service, we're crossing over into the new year. So we're having the end of the year service, and then plus the new year, which is going to be our first service in the year. Amen. Our first service and the last service, they are coming together, right? Uh -huh. So it means you won't come back at 9 a.m. Amen. You know, it's good that I announced this thing because if you don't say it again, some people will come here at 9. Am I correct? Am I correct? Ask your neighbor, can you hear that? You are not coming here 9 a.m. next Sunday. All right? So you are going to have time to enjoy with your family. But you are coming here Saturday night, which is 31st. And we are going to cross over to next year. And you are coming with your goals what you want done what you want to partner with God to do now many times we say what I want the Lord to do for me no you, you, you still do not understand the realm with which you are operating from now in a moment we, 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 we're going to look at something from the scripture because as a matter of fact the Lord wants you to partner with him to achieve your goals in life, to achieve anything in life. And I say, Lord, I want you to do this for me. I want you to do this. There's actually, this. I mean, that shouldn't be it. It should be like I'm partnering with the Lord and we're getting this done. Amen. You say you're sick in your body. You're partnering with the Lord, and then you're cursing the sickness to get out of your body. All right, so you are going to write down your goals for the year. You are going to have your own copy. So you're having two copies, right? Yours, and then you are going to bring one copy with you. You can put it in an envelope if you want. Or wrap it up and then staple it. Wherever. As you are coming into the church, you put it right here. On the altar. 
And the Lord said that as we worship the Lord, as we worship him like an army, we're going to worship on top of these goals. And then you're going to see the hand of the Lord in 2023. You're going to see the speed of the Holy Ghost in 2023. In the name of Jesus. Now the Lord has started revealing things about 2023. There are things that we have to, you know, stand together and say no to. In 2023, there are things we release. There are things that we release by praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you come with what? Your tambourines or whistles or shakarets. Make sure you come with at least one. Please tell your neighbor, make sure you come with at least one. Hallelujah. No, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy that we're going to have as many instruments as possible. Because the Lord said we should praise him like what? Like an army. Like an army. As many instruments as possible we're going to have. And we're going to praise the Lord with it. Are you excited about that? Are you excited about that? Glory to God. Let's stand to our feet. We're just going to worship God for a few minutes. And then we'll get into the word. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Your presence is seven to me. Oh, Jesus. Oh,
Father, we thank you. Now there's someone here this morning. The Lord has put in your heart to help those in need this season. But you haven't made a move about it. You haven't made a move about it. Now the Lord is reminding you it's important. Because some people are actually waiting for your manifestation. Some needs are waiting for your manifestation. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord is going to lead you. The Lord is going to lead you to the right people. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And that person, that person that you're still looking for money, you really don't know. You're trying to put things together. Trying to put things together for Christmas. Now, the, the Lord said to tell you, He's meeting your needs today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, the overwhelming love of God is so strong. And amazed this morning. Someone thinks that the Lord has forgotten him. Someone thinks that the Lord has forgotten her. But the Lord said to tell you, no, I have not. I haven't. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Because you're my own. Yeah, your situation is not my will. That's not my will for you. The situation you're going through is not my will for you. But for you to get out, you must realize that I'm for you. I'm not against you. You have believed the lie. You have believed the lie of the devil. Saying, oh, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord doesn't care about me. You have believed the lie of the devil. So stop believing the lie. I know that I care and I love you. He said, just, just believe in my love for you. Yeah, that's just what I wanted to do. Believe in my love for you. Just believe in my love for you. See the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Believe in my love for you and then you see a miracle. Thank you, Father, we honor you. Come on, lift up your hands and worship him. Thank you, Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now you are ending this year in a high note in the name of Jesus. You're ending this year in a grand style in the name of Jesus. You're ending this year with 
God's goodness in the name of Jesus. You're ending this year with miracles in the name of Jesus. With testimonies in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, never forget, because we're in the season, prophetic season of goodness. The Lord crowns the year with his goodness. So, prophetically, we are in that season of goodness. We're in that season of goodness. The Bible didn't say the Lord crowns the year with badness. No. He said with goodness. With goodness. With goodness. There's a package of goodness that's still available for you. I tell you, I've been receiving it. I've been receiving it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm telling you the truth. I've been receiving it. Glory to God. Because you need to expect it. You need to expect it. And then you must be grateful for every little, little, no matter how little it is, be grateful to God about it. Be grateful to God about it. And then you see the increase. <laughs> the truth is God has been good to me this year. I don't know about you. God has opened great doors. When I say great doors, I mean doors that are opened and then they are not closing. And those are the kind of doors you need. Doors that bring supplies. Continuously. Continuous supplies. Maybe a weekly uh, supply. Or bi-weekly or monthly supply. That's it. Or daily supplies. You know, those are the kind of doors that you expect. It's been a year of manifestation for me. If there's any area of your life that have experienced the manifestation of the Lord, that you've seen the hand of the Lord upon, then open your mouth and give thanks. Father, we thank you. We honor you. His manifest presence is here. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name precious name we have worshiped amen please remember to see that glory to god now we're going to do a quick one matthew chapter 1 verse 23 it's going to be very quick we make it quick the word of the lord has been coming to us we are so blessed by his manifest presence and thank you uh the choir the children's church Awesome. So, so blessed. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. So, behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name what? Emmanuel. And what does it mean? God with us, which being interpreted is God with us. So the first revelation of the child Jesus is God with us. God with us. And why that? Because that was the problem from the Garden of Eden. 
man was separated from God. When man sinned, committed a high treason, man was separated from God. And so God began to reveal the process of bringing man and God together again. And then he started by saying that the name of the child shall be called Emmanuel. God with us. And then you see Jesus Christ growing up. And then showing us the same. Modeling God with us. The Bible says that the word became flesh and then dwelled among us. And we beheld his glory. Hallelujah. So we see Jesus Christ growing up and then modeling the same to us. That see God with us. And that's the solution. That's exactly what Christian life is all about. God with us. The presence of God. Which is the glory of God. That's what Christianity is all about. And that's exactly the way Jesus Christ lived his life. Acts 10 that he had how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. Why? Because God was with him. Because God was with him. That was the difference. God with us. Emmanuel. Because God was with him, he was able to do what he did. And you see, it's not as if God coming down to do things that Jesus did. No. And that's why we talk about partnership with God. You are partnering with God. And that's why there's nothing in this world that you are doing in partnership with God that can fail. Is it possible? For it to fail, it can never fail. If you ever did anything and it failed, you, you did it alone. <laughs> Even if God was with you, then that means you were the senior partner. And at that point in time, God was the junior partner. Hallelujah. <laughs> so in partnership, God must be what? Your senior partner. A man looked at Jesus. They've been discussing about this Jesus in their meetings. But when they come out to the world, they don't show their, admire, uh, their admiration for Jesus. In fact, they actually do the other words. They show their anger. And these men are called hypocrites. But when they gather together, they talk about Jesus. And one day, one of them had to go to Jesus at night. John chapter 3. And let's start reading from verse 1. The man called Nicodemus. He said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse 2. The same came to Jesus by what? By night. And said unto him, 
Rabbi, please take note. We know that thou art a teacher come from God, sent from God. There is something different about you. There's a presence, and it's the presence of God. You have come to show us a different way of being a teacher. Yes, I'm a teacher of the Lord, but <laughs> no, there's just something different about you. My colleagues do not know how to come, but I have to come at night because I can't come during the day. I want to know the difference. What is the secret? He said, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Acts 10, 8, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. Why? Because God was with him. He said, no man can do this miracle except God be with him. And then verse 3, Jesus said, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, he's trying to tell him now, now this is the secret. This is what makes the difference here. I am born of God. <laughs> and that's what makes the difference. Hallelujah. And he said, except a man. Because this kind of miracles cannot happen. There could be fake miracles there. There could be miracles by the devil, which are called magic. He said, but this kind of miracles that you're talking about cannot happen. This kind of supernatural things cannot happen. Watch it. Now, we won't go deep into that because of time, but that's just to, to just give us a general overview. Because we're looking at Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus himself modeled it. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man, when he's old, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Verse 5, Jesus answered, verily, very I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, that is, you know, physical, and then of the spirit, that's spiritual. Then he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now this brings us to the next level. That it's not just about seeing the kingdom, it's also about entering, that's experiencing the kingdom. Is this at a point when you begin to partner with God? The point of entering is the point where you begin to partner with God. The point of seeing is the point where you begin to say, God, come. Hello? <laughs> because you are just seeing the kingdom <laughs> and you are seeing God right away. But at the point of entering, you are entering and you are with God. You know, we're talking operationally. Don't miss operation with position. Amen. Hallelujah. Is that we have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So positionally, where are we? In the kingdom of God. Amen. 
But remember the question that was asked. It's an operational question. It's not a positional question. Then he was asking Jesus, how can you do, how do you do all these things that you are doing? So you can see he's talking about manifestations here. He's not talking about position. <laughs> so Jesus was trying to introduce him. Okay, you want to know it? I'm giving you three points. Three ways. Number one is that you need to see the kingdom. Number two is that you don't sit down at seeing the kingdom. You must enter into it. And begin to operate. And then Jesus went on to demonstrate how he actually operates this kingdom. How he just doesn't see the kingdom, but he enters the kingdom. He went on to explain it to him. And that will be our third point, but I'm coming. Okay, let's read on verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So, that which is born physically is physical. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Okay. Verse 7. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. He said, now, this is the oppression. <laughs> said, see, the wind blows where it listed. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh from. And with that it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the spirit. He says, see, this kingdom of God is not a physical kingdom. How many of you can see the wind? You cannot see the wind, right? But how many of you can feel the effect of the wind? Good. So that's the way the kingdom of God is. I say, the kingdom of God comes is, is something spiritual. It's something that you cannot see, yet you can feel the effect of the kingdom. When the, that those demons were cast out, he said, behold, he said, the kingdom of God has come upon you. How many of you, you have seen the kingdom of God physically? Amen. But how many of you can see the effect of the kingdom in your life? <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus went on to, uh, to, to tell us that, say, this kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom, but you can see the effect of the kingdom. So that's why you are looking at me, Jesus, and then, but you can see the miracles, you can see the things happening. There is a kingdom, God's domain, that is responsible for, that everywhere, everywhere Jesus appears, his domain, God's domain appears there. Hallelujah. In the first night, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? You cannot understand it. Verse 10. Now, Jesus answered and said unto him, Adal, a master of Israel, with all your PhD and MSc, eh? and knowest not these things. <laughs> so there's even no excuse that when you are a master, not to know these things. Uh -huh. Knowest not these things, verse 11. Verily, very I say unto thee, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you receive not our witness. Ah. Jesus is speaking. He says, see, I'm, I and my father, we speak what we know. And what we have seen. So Jesus was seeing something else. 
Nicodemus couldn't see it. You know, every child of God has the ability to see the kingdom now, right? Except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You know, most often we are always thinking that he's talking about uh, the kingdom of God at the end of the day when we will enter heaven. No! No, 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 no. He told the disciples, he said, some of you are here. You will not die until the kingdom of God comes. What's he talking about there? If he's talking about the rapture, those people he spoke with, are they still alive? So he wasn't talking about the rapture. He was talking about the kingdom of God coming, which came in Acts chapter 2, when the church of Jesus Christ was born on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Ghost came and brought the kingdom of God upon this earth. Hallelujah. He said, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you receive another witness. Verse 10. If I have told you earthly things and you believe it not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? I don't want to go into this. Now, here is it. Verse 13. Verse 13. Now, this is where Jesus Christ showed Nicodemus. This is what we are talking about. That it's not just about seeing the kingdom. It's about entering it. Hallelujah. Watch this. He said, and no man has ascended up to heaven. So, so this tells us that as at the time Jesus was speaking, there was nobody, no man, not even Adam, not even Eve, that has ascended up to heaven. Every one of them were going to Abraham's bosom when they died. That's where they were going. No man. As at that time, of course, we knew what happened that after Jesus Christ resurrected, we saw the grave of the saint, you know, and then they came up and then, and some of them walked in Jerusalem for a while, and then eventually they, they went with the Lord. But as at the time Jesus was speaking here, he said, no man has ascended up to heaven. But he said, he that came down from heaven. Even the son of man who is in heaven. Oh. Oh. So Jesus is showing us something. Watch it. Who is he that has come down from heaven? Of course, Jesus came from heaven. And that's why we are celebrating his birth, right? Hallelujah. But he said, no man has ascended. Except him that came down from heaven. Heaven, the son of man. So it means, oh, Jesus is in the business of ascending and descending. Because Jesus descended. And then he's saying, no man else have ascended to heaven, but accept him. So that means, he descended, and then he's saying again that I'm even at heaven. So he means he's staying in the sea. I did not stop at seeing the kingdom of God. No, but I made a move, entered into it. I ascended. 
and then descended, ascended, descended, ascended, descended. He goes and then come, goes and come, goes and come. And then he said, I am, as I'm talking with you now, I'm in heaven. Give me new KJV. New KJV. Some of you. He said, no one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven. That is the son of man who... Huh? Where was he when he was talking? Physically. He was with Nicodemus there, right? At night. He was there with... But he said he's where? It's called the risen life. The ascended life. Ascending and descending. And that's the picture that Jacob, God was showing Jacob when, when God showed him the dream. And then he said there was a ladder. And then on top of the ladder, he saw angels ascending and descending. When you are here on earth, you have the ability to ascend. So what is it? He said, operation, okay, positionally, you are seated, right? He said, it should never stay at positionally. Operationally, you should also be seated in heaven. Amen. Amen. And that is the meaning of God with us. That's the meaning of Emmanuel. Let's wrap it up with John chapter 1. Verse 14. John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Emmanuel became flesh. And then we do what? We beheld his glory. We beheld his glory. We can see his glory. And then I said his glory is full of grace and truth. We're not just beholding, but the grace and the truth from that glory flows into us. And then transforms us. For as we behold him, we are transformed from one degree of glory to another degree as by the Spirit of God. What does it mean? You as a believer, you have the ability to see the kingdom of God, which is in the realm of the Spirit, and then you have the ability to participate in the things happening in the kingdom. In other words, you have the ability to ascend in, and then when you participate, you can come down again and then release what you've gotten, and then you can keep, there should be that movement. Angels ascending and descending. It's not only meant for angels alone to ascend and descend. It's meant for you to also ascend and descend. Stand to your feet. I say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see and participate. Come on, pray that prayer. Open my eyes that I may see and participate in the kingdom. In the name of Jesus. That I'll be so conscious of Emmanuel, God with us. God with me. 
I'll be so conscious of your presence in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Pray this prayer from the bottom of your heart. Now, some of you begin to see into the spirit. Some of you begin to see into the spirit. Thank you, Jesus.